Hi, welcome to What Are the Tax Implications? I'm Ron Scott. I'm Jeff Rosenthal. We are your first call tax advocates here once again to help increase your financial and tax knowledge. In today's episode, we'll be hearing from callers on the following topics. The taxation of life insurance. What are the tax implications? And what happens when a business owner, thinking he's doing the right thing, using whatever available funds he has, the sales tax collections and the payroll tax that he should be paying, well, he's using that to pay his employees. What are the tax implications? And lastly, we have a person who's purchased stock in some of our oldest companies, our bellwethers out there. But because of this pandemic, they've suspended their dividends. And our caller needs those dividends to live on. He now may need to sell some stock. What are the tax implications? Whether you're the CEO of your household or of your business, questions constantly arise regarding the tax consequences of your financial circumstance. First Call Tax Advocates is always here to answer your questions and offer educational background regarding the potential tax implications of your action. Ron and Jeff are your first responders. They are board certified financial and tax professionals with over 60 years of experience. Please visit their website, firstcalltaxadvocates.com. That's firstcalltaxadvocates.com. Learn more about them, explore their resources, and leave a review of your experience. For more urgent matters, please call them toll-free at 833-568-8999. That's 833-568-8999. The topics and responses discussed here are intended for general education. Our discussions are not intended to give you advice on your specific situation. We would advise you to seek advice from a competent and licensed professional. Tax law is always evolving and our discussions are based on the law existing to date. Our first caller today on what are the tax implications is Jill from Jacksonville. Jill, unfortunately, has just lost her husband. uh, And she has a question about the life insurance policy that she has found on his life. I'm very sorry, Jill, the passing of your husband and life insurance is an important part of your needs going forward. And it's a great question about the taxation of life insurance. Jeff, what are the tax implications to the beneficiary of a life insurance policy? Well, Jill, before we get into the details, let's express our condolences for your big loss. So the way the tax code was written, all things are taxable unless they're specifically exempt. In this case, the proceeds to a beneficiary from a life insurance policy are specifically tax exempt. So the money is yours free and clear. So that's good news, Jill. And if I may assume your husband was the owner of the policy or you were the owner of the policy. In that instance, then you as the beneficiary will not have any 
income tax obligation. So that is the good news. But there are instances when life insurance policies could be subject to income tax. Jeff, I think the transfer for value rule comes into play here. Indeed it does. Ron, why don't you try and expand on that? Certainly. Transfer for value rule really should be called the if I sell my policy rule. <laughs> Transfer for value means you have, um, as the owner of a policy, you've elected to sell your policy and you received something back. Consideration, right? That's transfer for value. So if we have a policy owned and sold, then the new owner has full control over that policy. And the new owner's basis is whatever he or she paid for it. Whereas that original policy had basis of whatever the premiums that were paid. And when the insured passed away, the premiums became irrelevant as that life insurance contract matured and the death benefit was payable to the beneficiary. But what about that transferred policy? So the new owner has new basis, whatever it is that he or she paid for that policy, plus any premiums paid. But then when the insured dies, the difference between the basis and the death benefit becomes taxable income to the beneficiary. So you want to avoid violating the transfer for value rule. So that brings up a good question. Who can buy life insurance? Can you buy a life insurance policy on your neighbor? Well, buying life insurance or being the owner of life insurance um, is, is something where the underwriters are going to be man you know, managing risk and looking at the purpose of the life insurance. So a husband and wife, a married couple, well, they have insurable interest. Parents on children, children on parents, there is insurable interest, and that's the key. Uh, business owners, partners in a, uh, in a business can own life insurance on each other. But when you have unrelated parties, there are questions about the insurable interest. Excellent. Excellent. So I couldn't buy a policy on my neighbor who annoys me to death. Well, do you have a business relationship with that neighbor? No, not really. And it's an unrelated neighbor, right? Oh, for sure. He's unrelated. Yeah. I don't think the insurance company is going to allow that. But there could be other tax issues associated with life insurance. And I want to just talk briefly about business owners. You've heard of the uh, buy-sell agreements and the use of life insurance, right, Jeff? I have. And using life insurance in a succession plan in a business makes a lot of sense because it's the cheapest way to do it. But you have to be very careful with how those policies are owned and who gets the benefits. Hey, Ron, that sounds like a topic for another day. It probably is, Jeff. Thanks. 
So, Jill, again, I'm so sorry for your loss, but know if your husband was the owner of his policy, the benefit will be tax-free. If you were the owner of his policy, the benefit will be tax-free. Good luck, Jill. Our next caller is Pat from Patterson, a small business owner who's trying to stay afloat. He has money coming in in his business, and he has employees that are showing up every day. The problem is Pat is using the money that he's collecting in sales tax to pay his employees. And then the payroll taxes that he's supposed to be sending to the Social Security and Medicare trust funds He's also using to pay his employees. Jeff, what are the tax implications? Oh, boy, Pat, you have gone into the quicksand of of tax issues. You have taken other people's money and you've converted it for different use. You've taken the trust fund money of payroll taxes. You've taken the money for sales taxes that neither one of those were yours uh, and they were somebody else's and you had a fiduciary responsibility to care for that money. There are potentially criminal tax consequences there. So the small business owners have to be very careful with how they allocate income from their business. They, they need to make certain payments to certain entities. Indeed. So, Pat, I think you've, if you're a follower of our podcast, you know that compliance and communication are key. Here, um, you probably should file those tax returns uh, and try and find some way to come to a payment arrangement. So, Pat, understanding what you can and can't do um, should take place before you take action. Now, I'm sure your employees are very happy with the fact that you're able to make payroll. But the implications of that behavior could be that you'll be going out of business. So here at First Call Tax Advocates, we want to protect people from themselves, but we can, we'd rather be proactive than reactive. In this instance, you are going to have to take now, take serious measures and maybe even um, telling your employees about the reality of cash flow issues because what you're doing needs to end. Jeff, are there any programs out there that Pat should consider given this pandemic? Well, Pat, there are a number of loans available. There's the payroll protection loan, otherwise known as the PPP loan. Uh, the SBA has a uh, bridge loan, an emergency bridge loan capability. And for the first time in the history of the country, the Federal Reserve has a Main Street loan available. So there are loan capabilities there. So Pat, um, educate yourself, um, keep your employees happy, but you can't do so with other people's money. Good luck, Pat. Remember, 
The First Call Tax Advocates, Ron and Jeff, are your first responders. Board certified professionals, over 60 years of experience. Visit their website, firstcalltaxadvocates.com. That's firstcalltaxadvocates.com. Learn more, explore, and leave a review. For more urgent matters, call them toll-free at 833-568-8999. That's 833-568-8999. And for you subscribers, we offer a complimentary consultation to discuss your tax matter. Our next caller is Murray from Manalapan. Murray's challenge is he has been an excellent investor through the years. He's uh, He may be our oldest caller, Jeff. Murray was born in the 1920s. And he calls us and asks us the question about the reality of dividends being suspended, thus income is stopping. And he's invested in a lot of dividend-paying stocks, Jeff. So what are the tax implications if Murray now has to sell stock? And we're talking about stock that was purchased in the 50s and 60s. Some of the big names that we've seen, IBM, AT&T. Jeff, what are the tax implications to Murray if he sells some of those stock holdings? Welcome, Murray. Um, normally, when you sell a stock, it's the sale versus what did it cost you? What's the basis? Uh, your situation is complicated because of the age of these stocks. You have what we would call low basis stocks. You It cost you very little way back when, and now you're selling it at a much higher price. You will have a capital gain. So stock securities are capital assets you sell at fair market value and you know the stock market has been down lately but i'm sure that the there it, it is not at a loss if it's items purchased back in the 50s and 60s so fair market value sales price minus cost basis will be equal to the gain what are the tax implications on that gain? What are the rules? Well, we've had for many, many years a tax preference to treating capital gains at a lower rate. So the, the highest rate you can pay is 20% on the capital gain or lower depending upon your tax bracket. The tax brackets associated with capital gains are if you're at the highest tax bracket, which is 37% presently, then you pay the highest capital gains rate, which is 20%. If you are in the middle, you know, below the top rate, but not at the lowest rates, you'll have to pay 15%. And if you're below that lowest rate, I believe if you're below the, the 15%, then it's zero. But we can always look up those numbers. The important thing to know is if you sell for a gain, you will be taxed. Jeff, 
I'm sure that Murray has been an avid investor through the years, and he could possibly have some stock that is at a loss. What are the rules if you sell stock at a gain and you sell other stock at a loss? Well, now you're talking about tax planning to try and offset the gains. And if you had stocks that had bad experiences and have lost money, you probably would be wise to consider selling those losses, selling those stocks at losses. And now you can net the two together and pay the net number. So if you had a stock you made $10,000 and another stock that you lost $12,000, then you would have a net loss of $2,000 and have virtually no tax consequences. Before you do anything, Murray, meet with your tax advisor, take a look at what the optimal uh, situation is for you. We understand you need money because you're not getting the dividends anymore. So you will realize the, uh, the fair market value sales price of your securities and you'll recognize potentially a tax liability, okay? Work with your tax advisor on this issue, okay? And good luck, Murray. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. You probably have additional questions, don't you? We are your first call. Remember, everyone's situation is unique, but we should be your first call. We are your first responders. The 911 operator doesn't call you. Please call us toll-free at 833-568-8999. Again, 833-568-8999. And visit our website at firstcalltaxadvocates.com. We'd love to know what you've learned today. So please leave a review on our website. We have attempted to appeal to a broad audience, but we want to help everyone if we can. In our next episode of What are the Tax Implications?, We'll be talking about the following topics. Reporting foreign income. What are the tax implications? And taxpayer has had continued problems paying past tax liabilities. How bad can it really get? And finally, we'll be discussing about planning before you get married. We'll discuss prenuptial agreements and planning after you get married, a post-nuptial agreement, and what are the tax implications?